everybody, welcome to the 82nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just a reminder, MathCore Index Fest 2022 is right around the corner, July 9th and 10th at Beat Kitchen, Chicago, baby. On day one, we got Black Matter Device, Space Blood, Gift from God, Fall 50 Feet, Snooze, Old Pets, Sunflower, and The Central. And on Sunday, July 10th, day two, we got Frail Body, Discordia, Sunless, Under the Pier, Cadence Fox, The God-Awful Truth, The Sound That Ends Creation, Future Trash, and Lower Automation. $20 per day. Tickets are available now. A little more of a screamo on the second day. Day more... two is, is more diverse in general. Yeah, we got uh, Frail Body repping the screamo. And then we got Discordia and Sunless representing uh, the death metal. Uh, just a reminder, if you uh, you guys like what we do and you want to show us some support, go check out our Patreon. You can get some cool exclusive benefits that way. Become a member of our live cast and uh, join in. So uh, what's up with you, Levi? Levi, rather. Levi, maybe. even. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Um, we, uh, we, uh, Evil we, Levi. I was able to get here uh, a little early and uh, have, a, have a roof beer with you. So that I was feel nice. Like, I feel like you tried to surprise me. I feel like you tried to catch me unawares. You're like, I'll be there at 5.30 and then 5.06. You're like, I'm here. My little fucking tiny little feet just pick up so fast in this city. It's like, what? I'm already here. This is crazy. Yeah, did you like straight fucking run from the bus stop? Like, I probably, I probably <laughs> no, what I did is I ran to the liquor store and then uh, I took <laughs> I paced to come to you, but I need to grab that keg. So, as, yeah. as you were wont to do. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was thirsty, Christian. Um, but uh, what's up with boy. you, Doggy? Oh, what's up with me? Shit. Um, just, uh, you know, fucking promoting the hell out of Just losing my mind, just trying to find, like, the most high-definition screenshots from, like, my favorite anime and just, like, trying to get, like, all the best, like, Have you been panels. doing all those flyers and stuff then? Oh, yeah, I do, t- I do ten flyers... A day, basically five days a week. Just, You're the worst. I am. <laughs> you are the absolute worst. Okay. No, it's like a new level of desperation in terms of promoting the fest. I'm just like really trying to make sure that I'm like getting it fucking out there every single day, and we want to make sure that it's fucking it's gonna pop off. Uh, well, since we're still talking about the fest, didn't we just tease two, uh, one or two new band or, or additions or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah. So there's an updated lineup on day one. We added. Uh, we added Sunflower and The Central, and on day two we added Future Trash, and Lower Automation has been switched to day two as well. Awesome! Awesome! Yeah, so... Pretty yeah, much all added, the bands that we've mentioned on the podcast, we, so... I think we've talked about... Yeah, we, just three, we, we just haven't done Lower Automation. No, we, we've done Lower Automation. We haven't talked about Frail Body, Sunless, or Discordia. Like, all like the, the oddball, quote-unquote, bands. And then that Space Blood, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Space Blood. Well, and Old Pets is, like, a, a new, new band, so they don't even have music out. But, um, yeah, we haven't talked about Space Blood because they're, they're like, a band that was sort of big, like, ten years ago. Or mm-hmm. even, like, maybe even longer than that. Yep. But, uh, yeah, anyway, just fucking just going ham, trying to promote this fest. And, um... Ticket, si- ticket sales are looking better, so I guess uh, see yeah. everybody there. We're not going to cancel it, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, we ain't canceling. Game on, baby. <laughs> oh, and I've been uh, I've been spending an inordinate amount of time playing guitar, too, or getting prepared for um, something special. Antarctica. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, it's Antarctica. So and, I mean, Antarctica's had a re- having a reunion of sorts, yeah, and we're going to do, uh, we're finally going to do that vinyl, I think, before the year is out. This is me checking my watch right now, waiting and There's, waiting. There was real, <laughs> I think the people who actually even give, who still give a fuck about the project will, will be fine with getting it now versus never, you know. Touche, right? touche, yep. I think, I think it's better to just, like, deliver on it eventually than to deliver on it, like, in a half-assed way, like, there were some there were some issues with the art because it wasn't like we had we paid somebody a considerable amount of money to like somebody of, of note uh, of um, 
uh, you know, sort of a well-known artist and musician to High do. regard. Yeah, and they sort of, like, really let us down, unfortunately. So we have to, like, we, we had the art redone, and now I'm, I'm still kind of um, struggling, wrestling with what I want to do there. But. Word, word. Nothing but music. Yeah, I know. Poor me, right? <laughs> this is, like, this is even worse than first world problems. This is, like... It's like you're just your hobbies. Literally, you're just bitching about your hobbies. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't get my record pressed the exact way I wanted. So <laughs> naturally, I didn't do it. <laughs> Whatever. They gotta listen to us anyways. And bitch about it. So right, it's all exactly. Good. If it sells out, I'll fucking repress that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Other than that, um, fucking stoked to uh, get these bands out of the way. We got some rippers on this one. Yeah, you ready to talk about some music? I think so. Cool. So the first band we're gonna talk about is Mothman. And they just dropped their new full-length album, Cancer Withdrawal. Or they're about to, excuse me. <laughs> they're about to drop their new full-length album, Cancer Withdrawal, on Friday, June 3rd, via Dark Trail Records, my label. And to talk about their sound, um, if you're not familiar with the band, I wouldn't really call them like mathcore in the, the classical sense, in that they're they're pulling a lot more from like grindcore and sort of like just hardcore shit than they are pulling from bands like Dillinger, for example. Yeah, we still got some mathy time signatures, but it's definitely overall, I would call it more grindy and just chaotic, you know, in for, general. Yeah, for sure. They are mathy, like, make no mistake, but it's like, they're not pulling from, like, your your, your typical, like, mathcore tropes, at, like, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to, to be honest with you, it being a three-piece, it still, uh, I feel like that grind element even makes more sense. It, it, to it, you know, it does, like, but you know, in the same way, like, that Ed Gain was, like, a mathcore band, <sighs> so are they. Like, they're, 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 it's almost an identical presentation in terms of, like, that that multi-pronged vocal attack. The only difference is the drummer is not doing vocals, yep. but, uh, I mean, I had to appreciate that about them, because it just so specifically reminded me of like the mechanics of Ed Gain and what I loved about Ed Gain. I know? wish more bands would copy what Ed Gain did and not, I mean, the, the vocal attack, you know, I know the drummer had his headset as well when they were playing, but I absolutely loved when Ed Gain played because most of the time they did that fucking mic to mic face off shit. Right. And it's just, they would all face mwah, each other. Yeah. Dude. Like, Which is such like a screamo thing to do, isn't it? It is. Well, to, the, for the whole band to face each other, it's more of like that screamo. Yeah. I feel like it comes from like an insecurity kind of side. It's like, you guys just got to rock out together. <laughs> Jerome's you know? dream did that. He always would face away from the audience. Uh, most screamo bands did back. If you look at the footage, and not stuff. anymore. Yeah. It's but, like sideways. To the it's like sideways, yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> but Ed, Gein, Ed Gein, no matter what, those two vocalists, I mean, the, the guitarist and, and, and bassist would always like, you know, just mic together like they were almost like kissing in a way like that close, you know? And I just love that that style, that vocal attack because it's fucking, you guys go back, back and forth. It's like, it just it just adds up. so much layering and diversity to like every song when there's two vocalists who are like quite proficient delivering in both a low and like high register if Mm -hmm. you will um i always want i not only want back to back i also want that layering that coming on top of each other that kind of thing yeah coming on top of each other baby christian christian okay no just layer the cum so um but uh yeah it's uh i feel like it's just i mean the back and forth is great but you need to utilize that fucking layering over because i mean if then what are you doing? You're not doing that. You know, you're right. not utilizing everything. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it really does add a lot to the just the overall density of uh, their music for sure. So we're, we're, we're recording this 
what is it on the 30th right now? Yeah, we're recording on the 30th just to date us right now. So Christian and I, we listened to the whole album. Um, so it is a little bit of a teaser if you were to listen to this mm-hmm. like right now, like with everybody in the Discord. We don't usually do this. We don't. We're we not don't. usually this far ahead of the curve where we're able to talk about a fucking album that isn't out yet normally. Well, I think it's just because you're fucking with this album, so we're able to do that. Yeah, you know, we, but that's we 100% generally... why we front-loaded the band, too, of course, naturally, but, you know. Yep, yep, it's, yep. It, anything I'm going to put in front of you like this and front-load the episode with, I guarantee you're going you're gonna to fuck with. Yep, yep. Uh, Unless you're just, like, straight-up opposed to, to, like, anything that's remotely, like, grindcore, but I have a feeling, like, a lot of people who are into... I mean... Matt... Everybody in the chat, just <laughs> say, do you like blasts or not? If you if don't you like, like blasts, blasts and, like, yeah, I'm just really concerned what you're vocals. doing here and <laughs> yeah. like who your friends are and like what's happening. How did you get on here? Right. How did yeah. you? Yeah. How did you? What led you here? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, track wise, let's talk about some fucking tracks. Uh, I mean, oh man, there's so many standout tracks on this thing. First of all, as we were talking about earlier before we started recording, every single that they released, those three ones fucking went so hard. Those were all really, really good. I would say Don't Ever Let Me Catch You would be the the one out of the, the singles that really grabbed me. Um, well, that was like the lead single too and they had a yes. music video for that as well. So And just that, that breakdown in that track is phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's massive. Showed Up Late was the other one. That one actually had some of like the most discernible lyrics on the track too. Mm-hmm. Um... What is a uh, track five? Do you have the track listing right there? I don't. I, didn't. I no. just wrote track five. Anyways, track five I fucked with heavily. Uh, lyrics are fucking top notch. Um, I was not able to read the lyrics, but um, a lot of the lyrics I can uh, pick out. So Uh-oh. that's great. <laughs> that's a that's a Levi lyric. Well, you sent me, send me the SoundCloud thing, so it's like I can't oh, check the fucking. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually do have the lyrics. I should have sent those to you. Damn it. It's all good. That, all that good, was dog. my mistake. I know. <laughs> I knew you would pick that apart too. I should have fucking said. No, I did. I didn't. I just had to mention it. No. So, yep. Well, it's yeah. It's um. The lyrics are are quite good on this album, though. I mm-hmm. think overall, like they're 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 fairly discernible for being you know so like frantic at the same time. Like they articulate like quite well. Mm-hmm. Both both of them do. Both Chris and Nate both both have such solid fucking vocal delivery. This track releases on third. I mean, this album releases on third. You said. Yeah, June third. Okay. Couldn't come any fucking sooner. Loving it. You just aesthetically though, it's like it's really in the spirit of of projects like Dead in the Dirt. I I feel or um, going back even further. Help me out here, Levi. Who, who's the band that Dead in the Dirt is super? His hero is gone. Yes, yes, right. They would be yes, they'd be matching with it. But um, like at some point, his hero is gone. Kind of like changed their sound just a little bit. But I would I would agree. Didn't they go more sludgy or something? A little more sludgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, Dead in the Dirt, though. Absolutely. Once again, that three-piece action. Yeah, I think it's like the feedback-laden breakdowns and like just... The constant blasts. The constant blasts, yep. but like still like having some like interesting you know, presentation that's not super straightforward. What I like is uh, I would just describe the Mothman vocals as just, just frantic. That just straight up just frantic. And I really... Uh, I, I love that matching when it comes to grind. Um, I do like the Cookie Monster vocals sometimes and shit like that, but overall uh, just this range really uh makes sense to me so, yeah again yeah. The, the interplay just adds so much yet yeah, tired of life talk about that one really quickly the drumming in particular on that track is so fucking good it just always it reminds me of like how the drums are so pivotal like pivotal in presenting like the mood of the riff like mm-hmm. the, the drums can just be doing something slightly different it completely changes the feel of the same riff and tired of life is a great example of that because the drums are just like you know, slowly building up with like snare rolls and shit until it finally like hits the D beat. 
you know. Yep. There's a lot of DB going on. There's too. a lot of DB in yep. this album, um, but it's like the DB switches so fast into like other sections that it's like you don't ever get tired. Like you don't have enough time to even like count it for more than like a measure. Or two. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like overly like a like punk forward or anything like that with the DB going on. Um, no, there's I, like there's breakdowns. And yeah, shit. there's still a grind, a lot of grind breakdowns going on. Um, yeah, man. Uh. I fucking I loved it. Uh, I, I I was talking with you earlier, and I felt like the three the first those three uh, singles that they drop first um, are some of the stronger ones. Even though it's what 11, 12 tracks. What yeah. are we dealing with this? Twelve tracks. Twelve yeah. tracks. Yeah. Don't ever let me catch you. Showed up late and tired of life. Those that's the trio for sure. I, yep. I want to say that we talked about this earlier once again, but preserving manic rapture with the voicemail at the beginning. Whew. That is like so chilling and poignant and. Um, yeah, it just it really adds to like the anguish that is on that track. It's just like hearing that person at like a really like low, clearly what is like a low point at the in lowest life. low of that. Yeah, right. If you if you've ever gotten a voicemail from somebody that's even like similar to the tone of that one, you just like you know something is like awry and they're not in a good place. Let's. I want to compare it to actually going back to Dead in the Dirt, the dog on the chain uh, uh, insert. It's the same yeah, idea, just totally. really just thinking about death and just that, <laughs> just like, uh huh. Yeah, they really it, yeah. it, it sort of adds some <laughs> extra it adds extra gravity to the song. I think absolutely, is what it is. and that's I mean that's that's a track uh, specifically when I do get the lyrics, Christian. Um, <laughs> I will be going back to check it out. Yeah, and I, I just love any song that has another count off in the middle. Like in like you also mentioned this earlier. Yeah, absolutely, like any any song that does another count off after the song has already started, that just fucking gets me, man. Mm-hmm. I, I love how they go into like the main motif, like the main motif into a groove too, and then like they morph that into a two step. There's just like so much fucking so much good shit going on in that track. It's probably my favorite overall, honestly. Another another thing we were talking about, we were kind of chatting about this album. We usually don't do this, but we were chatting before the, the episode and everything. Overall, uh, comparing this release to their last full length, fucking, it's, it is a continuation. Um, I would say the one thing I've noticed on this new release, um, it is, uh, it's a little more catchy as far as the riffs go. 100%. There's and, a lot more catches, hooks. There's a lot more hooks on this album. But I would, I but I love the the last version of Mothman. I love the catchy side, but I also like the other one too. There's more breakdowns on this album too. There's more breakdowns, which I really appreciate. There's more moments where I'm like, "Fuck, this is like." Mm. There's just I get this, the piss face, you know. Yep, yep. There's a point though, like if there's blast though, it's almost like breakdowns where it's like you got to give me one. Right. You got to give me one. Right. So. <laughs> Well, I'm out of here. They're not like they don't abuse that mechanic too. Like the, the thing I might love about Mothman is that they they make you wait for the quote unquote part. They don't like rush the heaviest moment on the track. They they make you sort of like work put for in the work. Bit. And that's why I like setting suns because that's got to be the heaviest fucking track what on track the is album. That? I don't know what track it is in the, in the track listing, but setting suns like it's got this build up. And then like a, a subsequent like panic chord breakdown. Oh yes 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 yes. That is like the heaviest moment on the fucking the goddamn album. Like, you know what? Panic chords. I'll add that to the whole breakdown and uh, uh, blast equation. There, I need some panic chords too. One so. of two moments on this album that they actually utilize pitch shifting as well. Like they don't they don't like do any pitch shifting on this album really, but on on that track they do. They also do it on. Come to think of it, they do it on um, Empty Gut. I think it's track eight. 
There's yeah, a, towards the end. It's there. not just yep, pitch yep, shifting yep. though, but they like they do like a glitch section too. I'm not sure if you picked up on that. It's like, I did. It's I know super exactly brief. what track you're talking about there. Yep. Like you could like blink and miss it, but just like I, that was another standout track for me too. But um, I feel like we should give him preserving manic rapture because the other two singles have gotten definitely enough exposure. And I, yeah, you guys all have to wait for the other tracks. Yeah, you'll actually be able to hear them on Friday. So the time this pop, uh, well, maybe by the time this podcast is published, we'll see. We'll see yeah, when we'll you get see. it out, bud. You mm-hmm. might get it early. You might get this track before the podcast or before the album is out. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you "Preserving Manic Rapture," which is track four from Mothman's new album "Cancer Withdrawal," and that's coming out June third via Dark Trail Records. Bam, bam, bam. This Friday. Here we go. Hey, I made it. Um, let Abe know. Whenever you'll be in the state. I would love to see my friends right now. I love you, Nate. Hope to see you soon. If not, thanks for everything. Later. So that was Preserving Manic Rapture, which is track four from Cancer Withdrawal, which is Mothman's new album that's coming out on Friday, June 3rd via Dark Trail. So the next band we're going to talk about is Abrupt Decay, Mm -hmm. or Project, I should say. Abrupt Decay is a mathcore project from Alberta, Canada, or metalcore if you prefer. And they just dropped their debut full-length, I Was Never Here, which came out on May 13th. One person project, I'm taking it? I believe so. That's, that is unconfirmed at this time, but I strongly suspect 
due to, well, for a number of reasons, I suspect that this is a one-person project. Okay. Notably, I, I think it's probably because well, a the, the the drums are programmed, but it, it does seem like it's it's conceived by one person. Okay, you definitely can hear that the drums are programmed. You and know? that's not like. And if you have an issue with programmed drums, the rest of the episode is going to be really tough for you. But, oh, buddy boy! I was going to say, yeah, you. Might, well, I mean, don't skip over. I mean, please listen with us, but be no, aware. Turn it's off a, the podcast, Christian. No, 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 <laughs> you need to not listen anymore. Get out of here. You know, you know what I'm talking about? No. The guy who's like, excuse me, have you sampled, has, have any of your drums been uh, uh, quantized or sampled or something like that? No. It's the guy who's like really overly concerned with everyone like using real drums, using all acoustic drums. He has a page called All Acoustic Metal Drumming that is like anti-triggers. Like he thinks that triggers are like cheating. He doesn't understand how triggers work. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't understand that he, he's conflating quantizing and editing drums with triggers it's like he doesn't get that people can fake drums in the studio by correcting and moving hits to make them lined up by using quantizing versus using triggers which you have to have good timing he doesn't get that triggers don't make your timing better it just makes the hit volume consistent I can only imagine. I can't believe I articulated that so well. You did. You, did. you really did. Um, I'm in awe. In I'm in awe of it. I just drank a double IPA, folks. That was not easy. They can do that whole statement. I threw you a curveball buying a double IPA there. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, but um, I, I am just in shock. And it's just like, okay. All right, bud. Game on. I, I guarantee. Can you imagine the jungle shit show? What his DMs are? Oh, he just gets flamed. <laughs> can you imagine? You know, there, there's a page that is. It's kind of. It's major cyberbullying in like the worst way. But there's a page that is dedicated to roasting him. Yeah. Well, those those pages only last so long, it, but they're funny. No, it's all good. It, you know, they, they don't post thing. anymore because we've just like run out of death metal bands who've gotten approached by him. But like every six months or so, they'll post like. The new death metal band that's like got a hot album that year will post, will send a screenshot of the conversation to the meme page and they'll post it. Oh my God. Amazing. Okay. Right. Cool. He's like, greetings, exclamation point. Have any of your drum parts been, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> like, he's like, like, he's like taking a fucking survey. Like, stop taking surveys if you're not doing anything with the fucking survey. Like, if you're, if you're such a purist, shouldn't you know? You don't got to ask. Wow. Interesting. They, so wonderfully articulated and took the words out of my mouth, honestly, because, yeah, if you, bro, if you have to ask, you're never going to fucking know because you don't have a discerning ear. Like, if you have any studio experience whatsoever. No reason you got to ask. Or if you've ever know. recorded a project on your own yeah. or, like, you will be able to easily tell when something is overly mechanical and not acoustic. Is it, I mean, originally, going back to your co-host, the dum-dum here, I've never played drums or know about anything, but I and can tell when it, I hear programmed drums, right? Because right, exactly. they, they sound programmed. And if you can't tell, then fucking... Co- there's projects like Methwitch where I'm like, this is so goddamn good. and like, fucking, yeah. Like, it's, like, convincing to the point, maybe, like, a little overly mechanical during, like, Gravity Blasts or something, but... Yep. We need to talk about Abrupt Decay. I, I, think that, <laughs> I think Abrupt Decay, just to sort of bring it full circle, it does have fairly... Con- I mean, you can tell that it's... I can tell that it's programmed, but I want to say that they're at least, like, somewhat convincing. They're not, like, to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, fucking horrendous. It's like a, he's using a good... They're, excuse me. They're using a good kit, and it sounds good. If it sounds good, it's good. If we disagreed with with uh, one-person projects, we would have never covered them from literally the beginning of MathCast. So obviously exactly. we support, you know, music in general. So. I, I will say on that note, hit or miss, or, you know, they, they can be hit or miss for me. Like yep. one-person projects, I feel like sometimes not having that second, like, artistic voice making some sort of contribution can 
sort of adversely affect the project in, in terms of like the diversity of the songs that they write. They, I think they have a tendency to like write kind of like very samey sounding songs. But then you have, I feel like then you have artists like, you know, the sound in his creation where Chris, it's, it's, it's nice that it's just the person's viewpoint, that one person, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's some, you know, I, mean, I don't know. Just, it's just, well, yeah, it's like a painting. It's like it's subjective, single clearly. solo, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Abrupt DK, uh, if you are listening, uh, thank you for letting us just uh, talk about other bands while <laughs> Spin we're Spin our wheels there. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, we, we, were, we were getting there. We, yeah. were, we were working up, working back towards it. But uh, grinding, uh, uh, grinding, driving, fucking chaotic, hardcore, man. Uh, it's, it's all, it's all of everything there. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it definitely hits mathcore territory a number of times on this album. But yeah, it's kind of more of a... Um, sort of a, a throwbacky metalcore kind of project in the same way that like Vane is, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's even, I believe, even one of the songs has some disc scratch, like some sampled scratching, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I'm like 100% positive on that. It was, um, maybe not. <laughs> no, no, it was it was Ad Nauseam. It's, it's track two, Ad Nauseam. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the closing breakdown of that, I think right before that, there's some like brief scratching. That track fucking goes, by the way, Ad Nauseam. It's like like one of the more mathy, like off-kilter kind of tracks. Like really, like just stacked good riffs, passionate, desperate vocals. And then the scratching wasn't a bad touch. I got to say it actually fucking, again, just kind of like hits that sort of vein note for me. I felt frail, kicked down the door. It was fucking really strong. Uh, the track Suffer, super short and sweet. Really enjoyed that. Classic Levi fashion. Dude, digestible. Cites all the tracks that I have zero notes on. Yep, yep. And it's always like, the, it's like when my ADHD kicks in, it's like I always like mention the short things. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> that might be part of it. But again, you're you're so focused on vocal delivery that I feel like you're always just identifying which song. We definitely pick differently. Vocally, yeah. Yep. I mean, if you and I literally argued like what we were going to play on each band, it would be like an extra 10 minutes of just non yes, nonstop banter and, and justifying and rationalizing why this is the selection that needs to be played on the podcast. We don't, nobody needs to hear that. Well, this is the more math core one. Exactly. This is the catchier one. They're yeah. going to like the band more, but I really want to impress them with that. You know. Ben, I would say as far as lyrics go, because I really enjoyed the lyrics from uh, abrupt DK. I would say that the tout rope or tot rope, tot rope, tot rope. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Really enjoyed the lyrics. Uh, I love the track, but uh, just the lyrics in general. So funny you say that because I that was not exactly my favorite track, but I will say like the main motif with the accents, like that. It's like that's a pretty good, uh, some good accent work there for sure on that sequence. I didn't even get it correct, unfortunately, but. But uh, once again, the, uh, abrupt decay. Uh, I would say I would say that just like Mothman, very frantic vocals. Um, yeah. I would describe them as, and I really enjoy once again desperate. that range. Yep, desperate. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed this one quite a bit as well. Taut Rope was one of the better tracks for sure. Ad nauseum, as already mentioned. Dyspnea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that means. I should have looked it up, but yeah, dyspnea. That definitely takes a bit of a heavier direction too. Like Word. the breakdown and then stuttering feedback. It almost seems like that feedback is like sampled, but it's uh, it's done pretty seamlessly. Sentence was a fucking good track too. Agreed. Yep. Good, like, left-right speaker play on the beginning, and then it, like, it just, like, adds all these little guitar runs in between the D beats in a way that... This is the same thing I appreciate about Mothman, is there's, like, this, like, seemingly straightforward part, and then there's, like, a quick divergence 
that just throws off like the four four meter. So you get just something that's a little. That's that's a really good way to put that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's still four four at, at at points, but like yeah, definitely like they throw you off yeah. like every other measure with like a guitar run. So it's like this is it becomes a lot more interesting to me at least. I don't feel like, I'm not saying that it's done in like an expositional like overly technical way. I'm saying that it's like done in a way that it really adds some extra texture and extra um just some extra umph to a fucking D-beat sequence by just doing a crazy guitar run in there. Fucking well said, bud. Yeah, well like said. integrating like D-beat like hardcore with mathcore very very well there. Um yeah, man. I pretty much that's all I got for the uh, for a Brett. Same. Um what's the track? I want to say Ad Nauseum. Cool. I feel like overall that's like the strongest track. I mean, it's like it's it ain't the opener, so yeah, let's let's give him something in the in between there. Yeah, exactly. So we are going to play for you ad nauseum, which is track two from Abrupt Decay's new album, "I Was Never Here," and that came out on May thirteenth. Oh, one major thing I gotta fucking just mention is shout out fucking the boy Jeff Lasars for doing the album art. Jeff did uh, did the uh, cover wow yeah. the photo, no yeah. shit, another Jeff going another on. Another Jeff. Okay, okay. And I must say. I feel like within just literally two album covers that are like in the style that I like, he's like already cementing himself as somebody who is like capable of producing something that is kind of iconic looking. Can't wait till there's a collection I'm, of it, Jeffs out there. It's like I have one in my living room, actually. <laughs> uh, there, It's kind of just sort of like a picture of a structure like put in the center, you know, kind of like centered. But it's always um, it's always thought provoking. His photography is always thought provoking to me. Love it. So yeah, uh, we're going to go and play Ad Nauseum track two from Abrupt Decay's new album, I Was Never Here, which came out on May 13th. Here we go. It's a budget. It's a budget. Look at Mr. Speaker. Open it to fucking rest! You can turn it up for me to death! Turn it to my country thousand! And enter the for a great for a threat! If I had a dollar for every time now, Burton, hit, fuck, lose it! But an healthcare worker for mercy to rise it! Play the 
right, so that was... Where is it? All right, so that was Ad Nauseam, which is track two from Abrupt Decay's new album, I Was Never Here, which came out on May 13th. So next, we're going to give you your news and new releases for the month of May. So quite a bit of news and new releases this month. So first of all, Sunflower have just announced their new album, All These Darlings and Now Me, which was recorded and mixed by Uriah Hackney of The Armed and mastered mm. at God City Studio by Zach Weeks. Released on what record label, Christian? <laughs> and released on September 2nd via Chippewa Dark Trail Records. Ah. Mm. Uh, Snooze have also announced their new album, I Know How You Will Die. And they uh, should be releasing their first single on June 17th, if my memory serves me correctly. I'm so fucking excited. Same. Every album has just been fucking amazing. I mean, I gotta say that Familiar East is probably my favorite overall, but the the two subsequent releases have been have been quite good as well. And that I think the new single that they just put out for that compilation has been like the best song they put out in like years, basically. Oh right, 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 right. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 yes. Um, the uh, overheard from the void is the yes. name of the track, and yep. it's like fucking. It's almost like uncharacteristically heavy for Snooze. It's like Snooze is like taking a very uh, heavy. Was that the October one released in October? Like, yeah, more than likely. It's it's like their most recent single. But uh, yeah, either way, I I feel like that's really really promising, and I'm almost positive that's going to be on the new album that they're releasing. Uh, what else? What else? What else? New single and music video from Standards, instrumental math rock from SoCal, just announced their new LP out July 22nd in the run of summer dates. I gotta say, not super hot on this direction that it's heading. I, I, I really wanted Standards to, like, hit the same, like, notes that they were hitting in their first two EPs, and it's like, I just feel like they haven't managed to successfully, like, recapture that energy since. It's confusing to me because the aesthetic of the artwork and the uh, the band stays the same but the sound will change and I really feel like it is a bit of a switch where you could like switch up the whole fruit time kind of like fruit friends yeah kind of thing I, I think that's a very astute observation that that is played that yeah. is the, the fruit aesthetic is overcooked yeah I think it needs to I think it needs to go yeah, it's stewed now Christian you know, stewed fruit and like I still there's still something enjoyable about the project but it's like yeah, it's like it just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me on like the same level. I feel like now it's just more kind of like where the direction the project is heading to me seems to be like guitar magazine, you know? It's like guitar guitar monthly kind of fodder. Gridlink is demoing their first new material since 2014. That's fucking exciting. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, dude. Um out of nowhere. Yeah, at, at a, well, I mean Dumb Hero or um sorry, what's his name? I can't remember his fucking name right now. The, the guitarist has been, you know, he's been involved in, like, a number of, of projects. Takafumi, thank you. Uh, thank you, Dan Wolfson. Very cool. Wolfson, coming in Coming in hard. clutch yeah, with dude. that dog from my fucking fart brain there. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Takafumi-san said that he was not going to post about Gridlink anymore, and then he posts about Gridlink. I'm like, what is happening right now? Is this album, is there an album or not? Like, what is... I will not talk about Gridlink. No, I will not talk about Gridlink. <laughs> no, literally, like, Metal Injection's like, new Gridlink, and he's like, I will not talk about Gridlink. I have no fucking idea what's going on there. He's a jokester. It doesn't translate well, says Dan. That, that could very well be. I, I fucking love the guy either way. Yep. He's, 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 like, such a pivotal 
such a pivotal fucking grindcore guitarist. I feel like he like normalized people using like death metal tremolo picking in grindcore more. Yep. Because before that, there wasn't like grindcore bands that had like borderline like melodic death metal like kind of tremolo riffs. You know? I enjoy Gridlink. I enjoy Gridlink. I do too. I do too. And obviously, I fucking I I love Discordance access too. I'm not so big on John Chang, but. Anyway, let's, let's not talk shit about John Chang. I don't know John Chang. So some new releases that came out. Uh, All Juice, No Noise by Steak Sauce Mustache. Ooh! That's got to be one of the better things released this month for we sure. We talked about it. Go to the last episode. Louis gushed about it. Yeah, if you if you, if you like that band, you want to hear our thoughts about it, we did talk about it last episode. Uh, next Stop, Willoughby by Serling, which we'll be talking about next episode. Mm-hmm. I want to say this is actually their debut full length. I think the James Belvis Chronicles. Yeah, it's an EP. Yep. It's only seven tracks. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. I Was Never Here by Abrupt Decay, which we talked about earlier in this episode. Our Only Reason to Live by Meow Grave. <laughs> I really, I gotta say, I fucking hate that name, but this shit is sick, and we'll be talking about that later in the episode as well. Mm-hmm. Carved in Stone by Chamber. Also talking about that later in this episode. Obeviklik by Godmother, which we talked about last episode. We did? We did. Treading Ever So Deeply by A Dozen Black Roses. Gonna be covering that. Covering that next episode, indeed. Not enjoying the the queen singing so much, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Project Asmodeus by Worm Hero, which we'll be talking about later in this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Sort of branching out here on these last few selections, but uh, the loser by Gospel, worth it. You need to screamo. Let's get it. Screamo Mars Volta. Mm-hmm. That's yep. my elevator pitch for you. Yeah, um, yeah. Everybody out there, give Gospel a listen. Give and then listen to the new Gospel, and then go back and listen to the old Gospel and realize how fucked up you haven't been listening to ever all this fucking shit, man. It's great. It's good stuff. Uh, it is a revival of this band that I was not expecting. Uh, so fucking game it's fucking on. good. Yeah, I, like there's very rarely an instance where I'm like, oh, I just now heard of this band. I'm gonna sit here and listen to this entire new album that just dropped. On upon discovering the band, that never happens to me. Yeah, he. I, I know I don't have time, but I was like, I'm gonna jam this motherfucker. Christian jammed it and got so stoked he sent it to me, and I was like, bitch, of course, you Levi fucking. Knew. I knew about. Why would you send this to me? Like, I how know. dare you? Like that kind of thing. How but no, dare me but, but overall, uh, it is, and, and you nailed it. It is, it is, uh, it is a uh, Mars Volta approach. There, that is that like an incredibly like, derivative, yeah. um, or incredibly reductive comparison but yeah i saw gospel so many times in the midwest yeah, i was new in to the early 2000s i just fucking i just i'm so happy so anyways yeah just yeah gospel out. super super good and yeah. um recorded by kurt Ballou at god city no and kurt needed to that was yeah, mandatory fucking hit it by law it's kurt so had to good do this. yeah it's it's yeah you would not think that those two things would just mesh so well but they certainly do let's see here what else bad songs forever by deaf club I gotta say that fucking pixie covers, pixie cover goes the fuck off. That's it's great. That's good. It's great. Yep. That. Yep. W- yeah, that was so good. Fucking I like. Well done. I enjoy out of the newer projects like Black Cross and everything. Like I enjoy Death Club the most out of uh, even Retox. All the new JP. Like all the JP stuff, even Retox. Like hundred percent better than Retox. Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, let, let's, let's keep going with Retox. This. Isn't a very good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a. But I mean the 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 energy and the feel of uh, of no, this. Homie, just. Been, 
Like, no, it's just, it's just Death Club. Like it just, uh, it makes sense. It feels right. You know. Yeah, I'm not gonna languish over our bad experience seeing. <sighs> but um, let's see here. What else? Oh my god, I just lost my notes again. I don't know how this happens. I can't. This is why I can't record the episode this week. I guess Butterfingers fucking Christian over here. I always call him that, guys. I call him Butterfingers Christian all the time. Oh my god, dude. B things. Right? Holy shit. Yeah, the, the whole reason I was like reading it on my phone is so I wouldn't have to like have any additional software open on my computer to, so as to like not cause like latency issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay, so what's the next man we're supposed to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's um let's do Worm Hero. Yeah. You wanna knock out Worm Hero? So the next band we're gonna talk about is Worm Hero. I'm gonna grab my my shit too here. And Worm Hero are a Sci-fi grindcore band from Stoke-on-Trent, UK. Oh, he's already remembering it, guys. You fucking hear this? And they just released their new album, Project Asmodeus, which came out on, I believe, May 9th, May 6th. May 6th, yeah. I knew it wasn't the 13th. <laughs> and I just want to say, this project has... The, the, the members behind this project have just come such an unbelievably long way. Like, if you recall, Levi, we, we covered this project... Requiem of Torment, I think back in like 2018. And then yep. To Forget, I believe, was the other project. This is just like head and shoulders better and more dialed in than anything the members have done previously. If we are comparing them from, if we're comparing this to that, uh, to Requiem of Torment, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, I want to just. In a good way, that, good way. Yeah, good, absolutely. Good. I, wanna say, yeah. I just wanted to point that out immediately that the, the members behind the project have just, they're, they're, they're like way more focused in like their their efforts now, and this new Worm Hero release is like a step above the last one in that they're just like so much more effectively utilizing like the cinematic elements to this album. Yep, like the the cinematic elements that were intended to be here are so like flushed out, and it really just like gives you like a cinematic listening experience. You get like lost in certain points of the album because it's so storytelling and just so um there's so much drama to it you know it's it is uh there is this element of like it's like space opera yeah yeah it's not even like the nintendo core kind of thing it's just uh i mean so this is a band right is is this pro program drums it's got pro this is another program drum project so this is where i'm kind of getting like the gamer kind of side or whatever but uh but they're not like they're they're pretty they're good though like they're good program drums mm -hmm, absolutely now Worm Hero, I wanted, I was trying to figure out the, like, the origin of that name and, like, what the fuck that was. I'm just really interested, like... So, they've got a whole universe. I believe it's it's derived from a comic book series, if it I'm is. not mistaken. So, that's that's what yeah. I'm, I was, when I would look up Worm Hero, that would pop up. So, it's a bit of a so, concept album, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, though, great, great listen... It's jam packed. It's a full release. It's a full length. Yeah, it's a full length. Um, I would describe it as a full length. For yeah, sure. uh, the 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 recording. I mean, the the sound quality and the mixing. The mixing's all right, but it just um, the sound quality is it's, it's a little bedroom esque. Like, I guess. Yeah, totally. You know? It's it's a little it's a little home brewed, but it's like it's still like an enjoyable listen. I, I remember distinctly texting you a number of times, being like, "Wow, this is." good it is oh it's good it's i mean despite um, the production like not being like professional it's mm -hmm. like yeah it's a good listen vocal uh vocal approaches are amazing in here yeah i 
it's um the vocal approach is definitely like diverse it, it ranges it's from diverse. like like spoken word to like kind of almost sass to like low growls to it has a hopscotch vibe in that uh a sense where it's like it's a little bit of everything as far as vocals go sure yeah i mean it yeah there's there's kind of everything but the kitchen sink in yep. in the, the the vocal approach mm-hmm. it's um yeah it's uh but it, it adds a lot, though. I mean, just like in terms of like the, the the storytelling aspect, it's it's it adds to the atmosphere. I want to say that Tetragrammatron was my other favorite track as well. It's a bit deeper into the track listing, but love the like electronic interlude on the tail end. They're not electronic, you know. It's like clean guitars Sound on the electronic. tail end of the track. I know what you're saying. It kind of sounds like a, a, yep. an electronic interlude, almost in a way. I just I still get this like electronic vibe to this, and it's literally because of the program drums. Right. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Ultimately, and we 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 talked about this before. Just like with um, this has the same effect on my ears that just um a solo project does. Where as soon as I hear the the program drums, I just I immediately go to like a bedroom and just that home like you said that homebrewed kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's still enjoyable, but it does take this organic element out of it. Where uh, I just know in, in like it wasn't able in, in to successfully. Time, I won't be able to see you live like that kind of thing. Your belief just, was not suspended, basically. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah, I might, I might just be just a little biased too when I hear it. You know, is that Fuck. what I'm doing? I, I don't know, but I I really was managed. I really managed to sort of like uh, push through it. Yeah, get yep. wrapped up yep. in this in this release just based upon the quality of like the material that's presented. Christian and I generally will at least text each other. I, about one band per episode and i feel like this was the one where we're like yo yo what do you think like what's up like that kind of thing before we we met up yeah um so uh, the major so it's kind of interesting because uh i believe it's like track one through seven it's like unit zero six right. z- and then for the next like four tracks it's just you know project you know the just like random name titles uh i find that interesting it's almost like you had a, a a theme and then you just attached other tracks to the end maybe i don't really know what's going it's, on there. it's actually described here in the uh, the band camp notes the units were zero one anima zero two dichotomy zero three trinity that zero three trinity bangs too by the way zero four the fool, the fool zero yeah. five the evangelist zero six freya and the ringleader zero seven xerxes the plan was to source enough power through the amalgamating planes of reality into the saint's base, use the power of the available throwaway planets in Andromeda, and eventually sacrifice all the units, units but Xerxes in order to open the gateway to Ascension or to Asmodean walkway. I, I'm not even sure if I read that correctly because I'm like a little cross-faded right now, but... I swear to God, you're almost like running out of breath while you're reading it just because it was just like, it was a lot. It was just so weird, dude. Yeah. Um, nerds! No, no, I had to say it. <laughs> Nerd. yeah it's a it's very it's sci-fi grind what can you say like there's there's clearly like a, a backstory and like world building um from whenever the source material is, is is taken from so love a band with a fucking theme so i think we should give him a tetragrammatron though i think that was the song that sort of stuck out to me the most I did that or unit two dichotomy. No, no, no. Let's let's do the let's let's go deep into the into the grab bag there. Let's go way to the bottom of the track cool. listing. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Tetragrammatron. Tetragrammaton, rather. I've been saying that. I keep thinking of a Mars Volta song, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um and that's track nine from Project Asmodeus, which came out on May sixth. Here we go. Wait, 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 
So that was Tetragrammaton, which is track nine from Worm Hero's new album, Project Asmodeus, and that came out on May 6th. So next, we're going to talk about Chamber. Damn right we're going to talk about Chamber. So Chamber are a chaotic, hardcore band from Nashville, Tennessee. Whoop, whoop! And they just released their new EP, Carved in Stone, which came out on... May 4th via Pure Noise Records. So, I gotta say, originally on the onset of of hearing Chamber, I really felt like they were borrowing a little too heavily from Code Orange, but it's like, it's really great to see them just like come into their own sound to the point where people are like, I would say there's arguably a lot of bands who are influenced by the Chamber sound now. Yes. Um... Wouldn't you agree? It's like their their sound has become pretty fucking. We have covered. There, there's bands. There's bands biting it. I'll just say that. Um, we have been covering Chamber since the beginning. Since they're on. Since the, the fucking beginning. Their inception, basically. Yeah. Uh, we even though the we made the, them famous. Yeah, <laughs> even though the first release, well, their first EP was very Code Orangey. We we yeah. commented on this, but it was it was it was. It was good. It was good compliments, you know. Everyone like, loves uh, Math Core Index until I t- I point out what we, band you're robbing. <laughs> yep. Um, but we have covered. Uh, we did we cover ripping, pulling, uh, tearing as we well. We absolutely did. Okay. Yeah. So, cost of sacrifice. Also, uh, I I'm, we did not cover cost of sacrifice. No, we did not. No, we did not. Which was a mistake. We should. We just it, for some reason it fell. It, it was one of the 2020 ones that just kind of fell through. Exactly. It was a weird time. It's for the, us. the cracks. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately. Going from Cost of Sacrifice going to this EP, um, I say fuck yes. They have, I mean, they are continuing continuing this sound. They're turning it, it up even. It is just chaotic metalcore, and it is really good. The raspy vocals of this, of Chamber, it's, um, it's so specific. I really enjoy it. I really like that this EP, that they gave us an EP. I was wanting more Chamber. On top of that, I really hope that what Chamber's doing here is like kind of filling our tummies with a little bit because they got a lot more coming up, you know? Uh, so I'm kind of crossing my fingers on that, that like within a few months here, we're going to hear of a full release. I would say that we're not getting new Chamber until next year. I think this is like Son a... Son of a bitch. This is like a primer to keep people engaged for 2022 while they're working, writing... I'm assuming they're probably writing the new album and probably recording it this year and releasing it next year would be my... That's my strong suspicion. But yeah, this is a this is fucking good material though. I don't really have yeah. a whole lot of like things that are super analytical to say about it, other than they are turning it up a little bit. Cellophane form is a fucking great way to open up this EP. It's yep. fucking vicious as all hell. There's some really moshy ass moments to it. The closing of Torn from Perfection is gotta be one of the heaviest things they've ever done too. That da da dun da da dun da dun da dun da dun da dun da dun that shit fucking goes off, dude. I that's lo- gotta be I've never seen them live unfortunately but that's gotta be like one of the, that moment just much that, that's gotta just pop off live I feel that uh, th- uh, I really think whenever I listen to this album on Spotify cause Spotify it's so new that Spotify can't refer to anything else so it just keeps playing the same EP over and over again and I'm quite alright with that right now yeah you can blast um, this EP several times in a row and exactly. not be bored dude overall Chamber we got 
fucking squealing feedback. We got chugging riffs, that animalistic vocal styling mm. in every fucking track. And that's Levi's what Chamber selling is. it right now. Dude, Damn, that's what dog. it is. That's what it is. <laughs> um, and I, 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 yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in Chamber. Um, I will buy every record of Chamber. And uh, yeah, fucking give me it, man. This, uh, it's so weird. Um, they, they mention that this album, like they, they mention it on. Uh, I believe there's like one or two reviews that they mentioned, you know, it was recorded in two weeks, da 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 da, da but it's like, it's just three tracks. I'm not sure why they say that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Boast, yeah. Uh, that's not much not, to that's boast not, about, you know? That's but, not uh, a boast. Yeah. Uh, but um, anyways, uh, overall, really enjoyed it. It was probably giving you the history on it. Maybe it was uh, sort of arduous for them to track the three songs, and that's sort of what they're trying to indicate yeah, to you. Yeah, maybe something really sucked about it that must have, thing. They yeah, must have. Yeah. Maybe they just, like, their hard drive crashed, and they lost the fuck. Who knows? You know? Yeah, but two weeks. Uh, yeah, two weeks for three tracks is, is quite a long time. Yeah, uh, but, but overall, uh, really enjoyed this. Um, fuck, man. What, I mean, what track? What do you think? I would say track one, Cellophane Form, is the one. Let's do it. That's yeah. the podcast song. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Cellophane Form, which is track one from Carved in Stone, which is Chambers' new EP that came out on May 4th via Pure Noise Records. Here we go.
that was Cellophane Form, which is track one from Chambers' new EP, which is called Carved in Stone, and that came out on May 4th via Pure Noise Records. Mm-hmm. So next, we're going to talk about Meowgrave. Meowgrave are a transatlantic mathcore tech grind project from Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah. yes. And yes. one member, one of the guest vocalists, well, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So yeah, they're, they're from Ukraine. And one of the members is actually in Spain as well. And they just released their new album, Our Only Reason to Live, which came out on May 10th. And it's, it's a bit of a, uh, a mathcore index community group kind of collaboration in a way. I mean, you've got uh, Juan Alfasio uh, Ruiz, who is known for his YouTube guitar covers of mathcore songs. There's very few guitarists like just covering mathcore songs on YouTube. And he is one of the only people doing it, I mean, other than Dillinger or Converge, let's say. Word. And it also features a John Odessa. <laughs> That's definitely not his his actual surname, but John of a uh, Doom Eye. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, also of Focus Rights, and also Dimitri Satai of, of Focus Rights as well, and of Sai Mugen Hotai, which we talked about on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Additionally, there's some guest vocals by Lloyd Moore Jr. of Monumental Torment. Monumental Torment, second time bringing that up. Uh, people don't like, apparently don't like that band anymore. Like that, every time I bring it up, people get like really salty about it. So I think the guitarist did some sketchy shit or something. I don't really know mm-hmm. what the story is, but yeah, fucking that was like one of the better like beneath the massacre clones, was it not? It was. Uh, we jam. You and I both jammed the fuck out of that. So we really did. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I liked the demo material better than the actual full length. When the full length came out, I was agreed, like, agreed. I was like, I just want to go back and watch the guitar playthroughs on YouTube now. That's all mm-hmm. I really care about is just the, the licks, basically. Yep. yep. But yeah, so it's it's a bit of a collaborative LP. But I gotta say, it's a fairly cohesive effort. On that note, even though there's there's two different guitarists, Dimitri and and Juan, providing the the majority of the songwriting, there are two styles come together pretty goddamn well and the, the result is something that is kind of like a a split between like mathcore grindcore and, and tech death there's like a little bit of tech death on this record too would you would you agree i would totally agree with you yeah yes yes in, in the way that he he uses a lot of tremolo picking there's a lot of like tremolo riffs which is sort of uncharacteristic of the mathcore genre generally speaking Solo. This is a solo project, right? No, 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 no. It's okay. an it's a, a transatlantic project. There's, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. That's so. That's where I we discovered yeah, yeah. that. Yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> so with Meowgrave, I just um, if Meowgrave could reach out to us and explain the name of Meowgrave, I, I would, first of all, I hate the name. Uh, yeah, we we, we both we both are we're both confused. Um, and it's a bad name. It's yeah, not, it's not a good name. But um, cut that. Yep. Cut that, cut that, cut that. You know we ain't. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm gonna cut that. Very uh, pretty promising. Pretty promising. Um, it is really fucking. I mean, the, this is another instance where the drums are programmed too. But just like in terms of programmed drums, we warned you. D- Dimitri is hands down a, a second to Cameron of Methwitch. Is he programs the most convincing drums that I, I have like I've heard. And like, granted, you can really tell when you're hitting those like sixteenth note gravity blast type sequences. It's like really obviously programmed. Pretty mechanical at that right. point. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. other than that, like. I feel like you could get this past somebody who is not like a recording artist of any sort. Absolutely. You know, they yep. would be like, "Damn, this is just a sick drummer. Yep. This drummer's sick. Yep. <laughs> this drum's fucking sick, man. <laughs> and the, the drum parts are good. Like, I'm not, it's not like a hang up for me. And I, granted, like, I can enjoy Cybergrind. Like, I can enjoy programmed drums. 
but um i think in this instance it's like shit i can get suspended in disbelief and like thoroughly enjoy what the the, the drum parts sound like totally agree they're, man they're good um i do want to pull up the track here Gosh. yeah let me pull it up as well again sorry this this episode's a little a little off the rails because we lost i lost my notes but because um, levi lost my notes what um uh, i uh I my really, best ah. I really enjoyed uh, Dude, I Love Jelly Beans. That's a great track, too. Fucking love uh, My Best Ah. Yeah. Uh. The, first, <laughs> the first few seconds of that track are just so unhinged. John, in general, just provides the most frantic, all over the place, like these little ad libs and like screeches and mouth noises, just like artwork so is, much extra shit. The artwork, I, in general, I'm not it's a, a green fan. foot. I'm not a fan of the, like, like if I was to look at the artwork, I'm like, no, I don't, I, I'm not sure. No. But after I listened to the to the album, I'm like, yes, okay, this makes complete sense. It's it is, it's it's wacky like the album yeah. art. I'll give you that. Yes, Robert. I not only like to read the lyrics, I like to delete the notes. How <laughs> fucked up is that? God damn it! Right? I'm so confusing. So you're a saboteur. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a fucking this is a good album though. I mean, it's it's almost like too close to what focus rights was and it's just like why didn't you just bring one in on focus rights but i think where this project differs is it's gotten more like breakdown and groove type sequences and less just Agreed. like balls to the wall blasting like focus rights or uh Cy Mugen. Well, i guess Cy Mugen how was pretty progressive and focus rights be blasting yeah focus yep. rights do be blasting yep yep <laughs> this art is definitely better than focus rights art though i feel like focus rights art was just so like low effort and just like almost post ironically so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. simple simple indeed just like a few lines but uh but what is album art though yeah there's some good tracks on here that, as you already mentioned dude i love jelly beans was definitely a standout for me my best ah do that one yep um Pukon is is fucking good. Uh, God is the best. <laughs> I think God is the best is actually the best track on this one. God damn it. Um, yeah, just lo- just looking at this track listing, I could just fucking name any one of these fucking tracks. They're all they're all super good. I also like. It seems as on though on Bandcamp they've got just the vocal track available as well. Shut up. It says Vox and it's twelve minutes and fifty six seconds long, which I think is the duration of the album if I'm not mistaken yo thanks for not giving the instrumentals he went the other direction just Vox <laughs> just vocals I, I really hate that so much <laughs> the chat is right now posting leg or foot yo Cameron you got good legs Cameron you do have good legs what Look the that. fuck wow <laughs> we're impressed and Holly with her her Gaza tattoo Holly your legs are also good but Cameron, what's up? <laughs> Squats, baby. Figured. I, I figured. I've been, I've been I skipping figured. leg day for like fucking 37 years. I was going to say like for like at least 37 yeah, years. Yeah, okay. That's why I broke my leg clean in half when I was 18. <laughs> karate kick. Yeah, karate karate chopping He my did. Leg. He broke his leg trying to do a karate kick everybody when he was younger. It's yeah, 100% true. Yeah. It's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Hasha! I really appreciate you exposing that to our podcast. I really appreciate that. It's the white closet brought it up. I'm sorry, dude. Damn, you're fucking sassy like a Mm -hmm. fucking drunk white bitch. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call my exes after this and start crying and everything. It's going to be great. It's not. It's not endearing. It's, oh, okay. It's not likable. No. (laughs) Oh, we we got Wolfson in the leg too. That's good. 
I, I'm really enjoying this, actually. Wilson, your leg looks no like mine. No sarcasm. It's adorable. Um, so what next? Oh, so Meowgrave. Sort of wrap this up here. I mean, fucking put your put your finger on one of the tracks and press play. Like, they're all fucking... It's a minute and a half of just, like, insanity and crazy vocals that are, like... Uh, like I said, borderline ad-libbed in the way that he's just, like, spitting Yo, crazy mouth Yo, that's noises. hilarious. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like Yes. Yes. I kind of get that feeling with thought crimes as well. Kind of that weird ad libby thing. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just Anyways. like adding it. It sort of like adds adds something to the vocals, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think we should go ahead and give them. Let's give them God is the best. I think that was the <laughs> one. As I recall, even though I lost my notes for this episode, which I apologize for, I, I feel like that was the one that I was like really strongly leaning towards for the, the podcast. I support it, man. So we're going to go ahead and play for you God is the best, which is track six from Meowgrave's debut full-length album, which is called Our Only Reason to Live. And that came out on May 10th. Here we go. So that was God is the Best, which is track six from Meowgrave's new album. And aren't they? Our Only Reason to Live, which came out on May 10th. What? Isn't God the best? <laughs> aren't they? Isn't she? Yeah. So the next project we're going to talk about, the last project, mm-hmm. is the Serling Kilprez Clifford Hoyt Hopscotch, Hopscotch Battle Scars four-way split. Sorry. Again, once again, don't it's have my notes in front of me. four bands, bud. Yeah, the, the four the four way splits, they get they get harder to remember all the bands, but it's it's a, a veritable compilation, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, Sterling Hopscotch Battle Scars, Kilprez and Clifford Hoyt just dropped their new four way split on May thirteenth, featuring art by. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> Levi's going to go ahead and play it for Let's us. Play it right now. <laughs> uh, and they've got art by uh, Corley, Corley, Corey Curly Swope, 
of Zombie Shark, who does some very MySpacey throwback art. Doing doing uh, the Lord's work as far as uh, the newer, um, the fresher uh, bands coming out right now. Uh, I really feel like Corey's, uh, you know, filling that void and uh, kind of providing bring, a lot of artwork pr- for providing uh, providing the old aesthetics, but bringing a little newness there too. I guess, right? I mean, but it's definitely <laughs> the MySpace vibes. <laughs> Dan Wolfson says, "Clarky Spooly Schwab." <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. That's exactly what it was. Uh, I I love Corky too, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, if you're listening, I love you, dude. You're fucking, your art is sick. Shout out Corky. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Corky. But um, yeah. So we we got another four way split. Fucking here we are once yep, again. Are. Uh, I I feel like this is such a not a trend, but wow. And then the it's last fun. It's fucking fun. It's la- amazing. You know, it, it part of me wants to say that I would prefer a compilation. But I what I appreciate That's because you've released compilations for right. years, so right. yes. But what what I do appreciate is that you get just twice the amount of bands that you potentially discover on us, like a split anyway. You know? I've I've mentioned this before. Um, this is more prevalent in like the grind, kind of like crusty, just like uh, just punk uh, bands going on, uh, especially way back when. But uh, the four the four way split is almost like beyond common as far as grind and everything goes see this is news to me i'm like this is a new thing to me i didn't realize four-way splits were a thing i personally um i don't like splits now when i look them up online and everything because naturally each band has to have their um their projects separate you know uh, I mean, I wish I could just, you know, find the full album and blast everything together, but naturally how Spotify works and shit like that can't really go through the whole album. Um, but I do love this collaborative effort. Um, it goes kind of back to, like, even, like, dual vocals and stuff. I just love the gang mentality, you know? Um, so for that, this this the, the splits make sense to me, ultimately. Especially Levi's with, a proponent of the four-way split. Especially clearly. this split where we got two tracks. As he's put out one himself. Well, we got we got two <laughs> tracks from each band, which is kind of better than one per track uh, per band, right? I mean, fucking a. I mean, two is better than one, Levi. Dude, sure, telling yeah. you, telling you, bud. Uh, but overall, I, two I, is better than. Sorry, I just, I just <laughs> ludicrous every time. <laughs> I knew we were going with that. Yeah. Um, I had to sexualize it. I'm a monster. I do. I do. I do enjoy this release, though. It's. Uh, it's a lot of newness, a lot of young, fresh, um, especially within the Math Corner yeah. community. Yep, um, yep, we're yep. all going to know these bands, you know? So for that, it's it's very heartwarming, and I like that uh, this went down. So Yeah, it's always good to just fucking see a bunch of people from the community come together and just like... I mean, I, every time I turn around once every six months and some shit like this has happened once or twice, easily. Now, one last thing about the four-way splits. Um... I like when we're doing we like if we do like we're, we're going to like a grind. A grind. Here's another thing about four ways. <laughs> I feel like you're about to do a listicle. Like here's what you top 10 facts you may not know about four way splits. That meme yelling at that guy yelling at a girl at the club. No, and, and the screen, the YouTube screen cap is you just like, <laughs> like the home, the home alone pose for our listeners. But anyways, uh, another thing about the four way splits is that, uh, I, I like you know the gr- the grind ones that uh that you are um getting a little bit of the same thing for all the fucking bands right it's just a bunch of ripping tracks but 
I feel like this four-way split is really refreshing because nobody's the same. Uh, we got multi-genres going on. Everybody's got their own yep. little flavor. So uh, for that, it is compilation-y, you know, because you're getting like a little touch of all over the world. You right, know, that right. Kind of thing. <laughs> a taste of the world. world. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you do get, the, you get the, the screamo from Clifford Hoyt and you get a bit of the sass and kind of like deathcore from Hopscotch and you get uh, the, Just pure death the core down, math. T- down-tempo mathcore yeah. from Serling. And um, Kilpress is kind of all over the place where we're going to kind of Kilpress talk about is that. prog and sass. Yeah. E- equal parts sass and equal parts prog. This is how I would describe it. It's like, if I were to, like, to pitch you Killprez, I would say that it's like uh, taking a lot of influence from Between the Barrier. Between the Barrier, absolutely, like, absolutely. Instrumentally speaking, that is like predominantly the space that this project occupies. But vocally, it reminds me quite a bit of, I mean, I was going to say Connie Scarbosa of CU Space Cowboy. I feel like Word. John owes a lot of his vocal approach to what Connie does. It's very, very similar. So, uh, but also to Tommy Rogers of BT Bam too, as well. Exactly. Like. So yes. Um. So uh, for all of you, Killprez it is a solo project, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I do. I do feel that Killprez is still finding their sound. Um. In a way. Yeah. I, agree. Uh, I mean that in the nicest way. It's a little Same. too like. Um. I just can't put my finger on it, and for my ears, and just like, I need to kind of categorize things. It's a little too much for me right now. Um. I think for me, it's just the the combination of prog and sass don't mesh well. It's probably that. I mean, you're yeah. I mean, it's at uh, least for me personally, those two things don't don't really mix well. It's like well performed, especially instrumentally. Like it's like very very proficient, but I feel like the vocal stylings might clash just a little bit with. I, I think maybe that's it. I think maybe like the sass vocals just do not j- jive with the prog riffs at all. It's yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe it as confusing, but my ears are like, hmm? huh, hmm. And I would rather. Um, I don't know. I'm just used to putting my finger on a, a genre a little bit more there. I, I liked. I gotta say, I liked the full length effort that came out last year. I don't know from Kill Press, absolutely. Patron Saints of, of Lost Causes, which is I, I, unfortunately we for some reason didn't get around to covering that, but. Yeah, because uh, I did. I did. I did think I just I'd like that batch of songs maybe just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move from Kill Press. Let's go Serling. Okay, Serling has got to. This has got to be the strongest showing of the EP, in my opinion. So this is the first time we're hearing anything from Serling other than the EP that they dropped. So that's great, right? Uh, this is another. Um, what Christian and I thought was going to be uh, the the quote unquote bedroom proje- project, right? Uh, but now Serling's got a show going on here soon with Geisterfar, right? So <laughs> we both did accidentally it. played both of us accidentally played hopscotch during this fucking. That's so funny. We're, we're pulling up our phones this time because right. of the lack of notes. Extremely disorganized. We're uh, just like we're doing the podcast together in the same room. We're making it happen, and that's something that we haven't been doing that for like years like mm-hmm. two two and a half years this so. is a two-way split going on right now we're <laughs> fucking doing it uh but no no um yeah, so serling though yeah serling um first two tracks that we're hearing since the ep they have they just released their full length which we'll cover next episode, uh, next episode. but right now we're talking about just two fucking tracks uh just same low tempo just breakdowny goodness going on here in, um, in a way these two tracks i they're i feel like they're kind of they feel like they're left over from the James Belvis sessions, maybe. Like they're stylistically, they're the first track, Caesar and Me, is not quite as impressive, but the track that they gave uh, the guest 
spot to exactly Seth Detrick of Weston Super Mame is just fucking exceptional. That mm-hmm. that hits that hits super fucking super hard. I feel that this release in general kind of is pure mathcore index community. And it kind of is heartwarming to just see all this like fresh acts kind of joining forces. Fresh talent, yeah, yeah dude, um, it's amazing. Uh, but going back to Serling, I would agree. But also, Serling, I'm pretty sure they mix and take care of everything themselves. So anything we're getting from the Serling household is going to be probably that, you know. Um, and and for for all of you that haven't listened to the the full length go back to i mean go listen to that because mm-hmm. that it has the same recording quality and everything like that same sound oh man there's and there's a host of, of guest performances we, on that but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, that. yeah we'll yeah get we'll get that. into that but getting ahead of ourselves overall here. i would say the the stronger track is the second one from serling on that 100%. um now let's uh we, we we already knocked out kill prez we got knocked out serling uh we got yeah yeah so it, hopscotch yep I gotta say, I this is another instance where I think I liked the batch of songs from the last EP just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian and I definitely spoke about this before the podcast. Uh, I we the the EP was uh, first name Hopscotch, Hopscotch last, last name Battle Scars. Fucking phenomenal. Um, really good. But but all, but very very fresh and new, right? Reco- uh, mixing wasn't crazy. Bit you, you, can, you can you can smell and hear the fucking <laughs> the newness and the freshness, the youngness, you know, in everything, yeah. which is great. Um, I, what I would describe Hopscotch as doing is uh, they're doing something right. Uh, I just um, if I can just just interject, yeah, this yeah, reminds me if we were talking about this earlier, but this just reminds me of the Calista boys in their very early phase where this I'm like, where I was going. Okay. Where I'm like, the, I, they're, they're, critically, I want to, I want to criticize this, um, some of the performances or just really like get nitpicky about it. But there's like this, there's something about it that it's like, there's a serious promise where you just know there's potential. There's a certain je ne sais quoi or yes, I want you to continue so I can yeah. hear you finalize what this is. Right. Exactly. Um, because right I, now it's some like it keeps bouncing back between like sass yeah. and deathcore and like almost like beat down hard metalcore and then it, yeah it's I think they're still sort of finding their sound is what we're we're sort of landing on here yes um overall if you you follow hopscotch it is uh, a split too though it's like you can't really expect like two tracks to like no. I mean, there's the, you two, but it's but it's two new tracks, right. so it should be reflecting the newness of the everything, newness right? of the project, the so, new direction of the project. Right? Um, uh, but 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 basically, going back to Hopscotch here, I just I do want to say that um, it, it is beyond promising. If you do follow them on social media, you can see that in Canada, like where they're playing, the shows are kind of getting bigger. They're playing with larger and larger bands, which is fucking, they are good live too. Like I've seen video of them playing live. Yep, yep. yep. Um, everybody's doing their part. Uh, it, would, is the, it is the production though, like the production. Yeah, it's the production. So we, I, I feel like it's specifically for me. It's like the guitars are. I don't know if they're single coil or whatever it is, and like maybe the amps they're using are like you know like more solid state or something. But I feel like a little bit of extra. If they like went to a professional studio, they could probably sound huge. I don't want you to lie to me, but I also kind of want that coal to be polished into a diamond a little, or pressed into a diamond. That's what you do with a coal, I guess. I don't want to say polish. <laughs> but uh but uh it's like i i basically um i i would i would say that it, I would it's overall that, yeah. yeah i would overall use just uh just um the production would be could be dialed in more uh i yeah it's so I, I think they're just a bit rough around the edges but there's like clearly a lot of potential to what they're doing there is something about uh so you know when you when you do a split you either do or don't have the choice to like master everything together 
Um, and this one, obviously, I don't think is mastered together. Everybody's got their own shit going on. Very rarely do it. I don't think anyone who does four-way think, splits I mean, is paying to get we, the whole I mean, thing mastered. With the Agent Mulder possession one that, uh, did that I did, that? we did not touch that with the fucking, yeah, we didn't we didn't master anything. That's usually like that. audiophile. Like the engineer is the one who should be providing you with. It also costs a lot more because everybody has to be going through the same fucking person and everything like that. So it's probably, you know, better off that way. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but overall, uh, do you have a favorite track with the one out of the two tracks with for the, the hopscotch? Hopscotch? Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't so particular for the they scream, the whistle blows, all parenthetical there. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the only surefire way to disengage your temporal mandibular joint was the track that fucking that track that Dave does listen. send me. Yep. I can't believe I just managed to successfully get through that one. I my brain managed to track it. Somebody's but, a doctor here. Holy shit! No, my uncle is though. <laughs> <laughs> I. I did not graduate college. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about college, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, couldn't tell. Yep. Um, I, I gotta say the weakest link on the CP for me, since we're just being like very, very critical here. Clifford Hoyt. Yeah, it, Clifford Hoyt is definitely the weak link on this this EP for me. Their their tracks by far did not. I just I I found myself wanting to skip them. I think that they're like. If they had like leaned a bit more into like the synth thing, it may have worked better than whatever screamo direction they're trying to embrace. Clifford Hoyt is still once again um, finding finding their sound. They're finding their sound, and yeah. I do want to give some screamo love to Clifford Hoyt. Um, I know they are they've been around for a little bit here, and definitely are you know um, figuring it out. I guess uh, so. I would, yeah. Ultimately, it's the same thing as Hopscotch. Uh, promising. Just um, can't wait to kind of see how it. F- molds and forms you know as it goes i wouldn't even be like dial in your sound figure it out i would just i just i I look i i look forward to just you know figuring uh just finding finding how you guys uh play out in in the world and everything two years down the road it's like oh shit they're playing with them and them oh fuck they got this out like that kind of thing you know it's like vocally it's good but instrumentally like compositionally the songwriting was just not it I think yep. that it, for me it was not working. Yep, I struggled to, to to finish their section of the split. Word, word, yeah. Um, Ultimately, yeah, I was leaning far more towards the Serling the Serling tracks. Yep, uh, it's I, I I I love I love once again just this idea of everybody coming together to fucking put out it's a few a beautiful tracks thing. together, and then you involve an artist like Corey, a Corgi. <laughs> Corny, <laughs> Corky, um, good old Corky Romano. Uh, but no, uh, but Corey, uh, just um, overall, just uh, it's great to see just good old this, Corky sweep this community aspect going on. And for Christian and I being involved, it literally in, makes doing math core index like worthwhile. It's math like daddies be I, happy here, man. We're fucking, we're stoked. It's, it's like all the, good. yeah, seeing that kind of shit is like okay, this is the reason that I, I keep doing yep. keep doing this shit. Yep. You know, yep. we're gonna go ahead and play for you the dummy. By Serling, the only way, the only surefire way to disengage your temporal mandibular joint by Perfect. Hopscotch Battle Scars. Perfect. Why hope for better things by Kilprez and Chandelier Falls Again by Clifford Hoyt, and that's off their four-way split that came out on May thirteenth. Here we go.
Okay, so that was four tracks off a four-way split with Serling, Kilprez, Hopscotch, Battle Scars, and Clifford Hoyt. And that just came out on May 13th. So before we wrap this up, uh, first of all, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, we love you very much, uh, especially our beloved Patreon supporters in the Discord right now listening to the live cast. Thank you for stealing our attention while we're trying to record. Yeah, and I'm sorry that I deleted my notes again. It won't happen again, I promise. It's a fool me. Sure, we'll see. Fool me twice. <laughs> Shame on you. I'm pretty sure is the expression. So if it happens again, I will hold you all personally responsible. God, is that what the saying? I'm going to write a Yelp review. God damn, that's a fucked up saying. Okay. But uh, yeah, so yeah, also one more reminder, Math Corey Next Fest 2022 is right around the corner, July 9th and 10th at Beat Kitchen, Chicago. So if you're in the Midwest, you definitely, you have to be there. Please come. Also, fest. if you're not in the Midwest, be like Christian and I and fucking fly there and support yeah, all the bands. Don't be a punk, dude. Don't it's be a, sum- a don't be a pussy, dude. It's it's it is a summer trip. You deserve it. Treat yourself. Get on a get on a plane and get in a car. Get, get on a bike. Fucking Forrest Gump that shit all come, the way there. Come squeeze us. Come give us a yeah. hug. It'll be nice. It's gonna be a good old time. Yeah. It's all the bands that you that you know and love that I provide. I provide productive three-band FFOs for him. You sons of bitches, we haven't had a live fucking festival since 2019. Can you please yeah. come and say hi and see us? Yeah, please? seriously. Don't please. make me regret this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next flyer. Math Corner Index 2022, don't make me regret this. If, if this year doesn't fail, then next year is going to be... I'm just going to say it right now. Next year is probably going to be Texas. Maybe Philly. I would say probably Texas, though. I feel like I feel like Southwest needs to get it since we already gave it to New York. So if you listen to this podcast, you, you heard it here first. It like might Texas, be a private island in, involving Ja Rule. And just uh, <laughs> really just kind of going in on there. It's going to be another fire fest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, it's going to be good. Math Core Index fire fest. Yeah. <laughs> Math Core Index tire fire fest. Yeah, 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 I was going to say. Because <laughs> that's how you keep warm at night. Exactly. Otherwise, you die from yeah. exposure. <laughs> so you got to burn a tire. Make sure that you bring light. It's like, it's like a reverse burning man. <laughs> 
<laughs> you uh, pack in a bunch of garbage and then we burn the garbage. Man, 2023 is going to be so tight. It's right. going to be awesome. <laughs> Global warming is a myth. Cut that. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, what the real problem is is mental health. All right, everybody, talk to you next time. Math Core Index. That's it. Math Cast. All right. We've definitely had a few too many. This podcast, we've gone running two hours now. This is like way too long. Amazing. All right. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 82nd episode of Math Cast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and. Stay beautiful.